from imposter syndrome to burnout. We're sharing our employment tales from years gone by. We're also talking about the radically improved mental health support so many places are now offering and what else employers can be doing to support their teams. Back in, back in my early 20s, I worked for uh, a big British um, clothing company. Um, don't know if we're allowed to say it on the podcast, but uh, they were to do with tennis and were very popular in the music scene. Um, you could probably guess where they are. Well played. Where they are. Um, we're quite good at describing without saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I worked for them for... Over three years, three or four years, um, and ended up at the head office. But before I was at the head office, I was um, running the Stratford store. And uh, I remember one uh, turnover between seasons where uh, I basically was up for about 32 hours, changing over the old stock for the new stock. Um and the only thing that was getting me through was the fact that my anxiety fueled with my then massive caffeine addiction was <laughs> pulling me through um, that overnight, just making sure everything got out. And uh, it, you know, I look back on it now and I realize how much it affected me, both for the rest of that month uh, at work and also for the for for the rest of my life because I now don't ever think about pushing myself anywhere near as hard as that on anything um I think it's I, I think it's something that, that a lot of workplaces overlook just how far someone is willing to go to do something but also at the same time those people may not realize how um dangerous it is for, for both their physical and mental health. So obviously we're focusing on <clears throat> mental health in the workplace. How, if any, support, how did you feel supported or not by your employer at that point? Was it just you for working it out yourself, managing it yourself? Yeah, I, uh, I've, I haven't, I haven't, uh, really received a lot of support mental health wise um, in a lot of places. I think it's only been recently in the last four or five years, places have started to see, um, and especially with the pandemic and everything that's happened, a lot more people have uh, really seen that people's mental health as well as their physical health is, is, is huge. Um, so back then I didn't have any support. My support was um, having half a day off the next day before having to come in for another shift and then going out the night after and getting absolutely yeah. uh, off my face. Um, um, then not having to worry about it anymore because it's been dealt with. Um, now, if I feel stressed about anything, I've got numbers I can call. I've got um, people I can talk to in the office, pretty much anyone can, I can talk to in the office. Um mm -hmm. And there's also more of a leeway to taking time off because of your mental health as well. Yeah. Which is, I think, 
drastically uh, uh, a better improvement in, in the work environment. Definitely. Do you, so it sounds like there's a support infrastructure around you. Has that been a combination of building that yourself and I'm going to, I'm going to call it falling on your feet with employment. So in other words, we're at flaunt now being in a, an environment, environment that is really understanding of these real impactful, um, feelings and emotions that the vast majority of us are dealing with day in, day out, whether you as an outsider to that person know it or not, is it being a combination? So you said four or five years, you mentioned that time scale, which I would agree with something. I'll tell you something, um, after, after this, but, um, has it been a case of you've had to work hard to under, to to find the resources and the numbers to call that you've kind of got up your sleeve anyway because you've lived and learned how you need to live and learn um, with that. Plus, then you've, as I say, fallen on your feet with employment with, with an employer who understands. Is it a combination of that where you've helped yourself? Yeah, I think um, a lot of people our age, especially, um, have had to figure those bits out by themselves. Um, some are smart enough to go and get uh, therapy and help. Others have just found ways of being able to deal with it personally. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, as a uh, as a generation, we are the um, highest un- undiagnosed um, sufferers of ADHD and autism, um, which I found out I'm actually undiagnosed of earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have been able to do that without the support from work. So it does come in in a combination of the two. Um, and it's, uh, it is something that I think a lot of younger generations um, have a better uh, ability to be looked after by their workplace. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, they, they, there's opportunities there for, for all workplaces to really extend out and, and help a lot more. Um, I think it's also a huge thing to to because you're not going to be able to ever help them fully. Um, the, you know, the workplace is not a therapist place, and you're never going to get rid of all the stresses of work and life. You know, it's impossible to do that. Um, the only way to do that is to not have to work, but then we'd all have to get paid money yeah. somehow. So, um, but yeah, it's it's one of those it's one of those situations where a workplace can provide those opportunities. Uh, and those helpful um, uh, call lines and, and places that they can go to, um, even things that they can read to help them out. And it's um, it, it, the, the next few generations hopefully will have that support from a lot more places. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you're going to have to figure it out on yourself. And as tough as that is, um, there are other people doing the exact same thing. Um, so it's, it's always good to... to to reach out and talk to someone, even if you don't think there is someone there, there's, there's always, there's always a helping hand somewhere at least. It's interesting that generational thing. And earlier on in the conversation, you mentioned that four to five year point. I would hold my hands up and say that I am in a, lots of people have very stressful jobs to be, to do the job that, and this isn't me versus anyone else, but I can only speak on behalf of my experience. I look back on my early career in sales and new business, and there are clear signs of what I would now, I'm not going to say diagnose, but I would now identify as affecting my mental health. And 
I would probably echo your four to five year timeline. Maybe that's just coincidence, but I don't think it, I really don't think it is. You and I have been working, we've had our careers on a pretty similar time span as well. It probably would, I'd maybe shorten it a little bit and say, certainly at Flaunt, I've been here two and a half years, maybe a little bit earlier than that, but not by much, where mental health suddenly um, landed in my mind with acknowledgement from, probably from others, it certainly became a thing that is important and acknowledged. And I think that allowed me, or when I've allowed myself the time to look back and think of the stresses of sales, new business, and obviously I'm being selfish here, but I can only talk about what I do, that it's a very, very stressful pressure, high pressure role with lots of rejection, lots of being ignored. And that you that there's just no point in not acknowledging and, and ignoring the fact that lots and lots of situations I've been in previously in my career, I wouldn't have even labeled it as something concerning from a mental health perspective. But now, absolutely, I'm in an environment where if I said to whoever I needed to say it to here, not only do I feel like I'm there's a culture and an environment has been built here from the leadership team and around that I can, you know, voice these things. But there's the there's the widespread acknowledgement of this as a thing and as something that we should be able to not only address but talk about. Yeah. And I feel like I'm in a much better position to be able to do that. And don't get me wrong, my role is still as hard, if not harder, than it was four or five years ago, ten years ago, whatever. But there's no denying that it wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing for me. Mental health, I, I genuinely don't think I would have known really what that was five plus years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And it's also, going back onto that generational thing, it's something that I think the generation before us, you know, our, our parents and our uh, grandparents and stuff, they all had, um, they all didn't have that support because scientifically it wasn't really there either. No. And I think that, is something that we've seen, especially with the idea of tech and everything now and how the world has come close together, that these ideas have and, and processes have been spread around more and it's becoming more readily available for everyone. I mean, um, like you were saying, I, I wouldn't understand sales the same way that you do at all. But um, from a dev perspective, um, there's uh there's imposter syndrome i mean everyone can get imposter syndrome and it, it's just it, that i've dealt with that hundreds and thousands of times and i can guarantee that the team can deal with it as well and like it's something that a lot of people go through and your mind just goes no it's just you you're the one that's dealing with this and you have to deal with this yourself but without if i'd have if i'd have said that to myself five years ago i would have thought that I would have really knuckled down on that point. But um, now with all of this new plethora of, of science and, and technology and everything else, it it, it really um, narrows that field down so that people can understand that there is more to uh, our mental health than just being able to brush it off and move on. Um, it's, it's good to be able to look back as well and say, that was stressful for me because then you are also dealing with it again uh, and growing from it so that you can deal with future stresses as well, mm. which is good. What do you think, um, I think, having read, I'm going to plug your little blog post here, <laughs> um, having read your recent blog post that people should definitely check out on our website, um, 
about imposter syndrome, about mental health, what do you think that employers should be doing, can be doing, um, if they don't feel like they're doing enough? Or let's say they're in the, they're maybe a smaller team and they haven't necessarily no they don't they haven't faced up to the fact yet that an employer has called them and said look i'm i'm really not you know feeling in a good space here can i take some time or whatever what what do you think is important just from a culture or an employment quite literally a benefits package or however you want to kind of term it what what do you think employers should be looking at doing i think i think there's it's a gray area still at the moment because obviously the employers want to get the best and the most work out of all of their employees. And as an employee, you want to be able to give them that as well. But the idea of being able to really focus on, on, on that employee from a leadership perspective can be done individually. Um, I mean, it's been done here um, to a great degree. And there's obviously still huge room to, to improve. Uh, with it, but the the idea that you can um, you, you can pull any of them aside and just be like, can I have five minutes to talk with you? Whether it's about um, stuff at home, whether it's about your workload, whether it's about anything, they're there to listen. Um, and it, it can just be that five minutes that can help out massively. The other thing that I think is beneficial that I think a lot of companies say they do but they don't really give them that 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 extra ethos is um, in healthcare packages. Mental health is now readily available for for um, for employees, um, and uh, all it needs is a phone number from that provider um, to be able to talk to someone, and uh, to, you can get diagnosed over the phone these days and all sorts. And uh, I think if an employee is serious about that kind of thing, they will um, they will push that onto their employers, yeah. their employees, and um, tell them that these these resources are available for them. It's uh, it, it's it's hugely beneficial. I I've used um, a lot of those resources, um, especially in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. um, and it's gotten me to the the point I am and like the the, the happiness level that I'm at and yeah. the way the understanding of the way my brain works compared to other people's. Because um, I'm obviously not going to understand how like you or you know anyone thinks, um, but I know how my brain thinks. So now I can deal with it a lot better. Um, and I'm still learning. I'll probably still be learning until the day I, you know, move on, and that's it. Mm. You know, it's 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 a. But those those resources should be there and should always be available, um, like any health plan. And I think it's I think that's the first step that, that any company should take. Not just putting it there and going, there you go. It's there for their sake. It's actually sitting down with the people and going, this is what we've got for you. If you need it, you don't even have to tell us. That's the information that you have. And if you do need to tell us and you need to talk to us, we're also here for you. And it's that openness and being able to, ready to help, that I think opens doors for other people. I'm pretty sure I'll know the answer to this because I'm pretty sure everyone will have the same answer to this. I'm, as you're saying that, mainly about the cultural side of the business rather than just the benefits package, so the people and the relationships. I am firmly with you that 
if I need to speak to anyone here, I can do because I feel comfortable. And I, and I think that's testament to culture mm-hmm. that, that we've got here. But I'm racking my brains of all previous workplaces that I've been at and people that I've either reported directly into or, you know, their boss, their boss, their boss going further up the kind of chain. There's not a chance I would have felt comfortable going to some of those characters. I think I'd have been, it'd have been scoffed at. Mm-hmm. I think ignored. Yeah. Pull your socks up, get on with it, that kind of thing. And I, I think really it's it's quite a big task to be able to instill a culture and the confidence and the trust from an employee level um, across the board that you can actually go and approach these people and collar them and just say, look, I'm feeling shit, for example, or, you know, my, my mind's all over the place. I'm just not focusing on things. I need a little bit of a breather. Yeah. And, and to feel comfortable with that is a massive thing, a huge thing, because I, as I say, I genuinely believe most people could identify in their past working um, experience people and cultures where that's just not yeah, conducive. You're never going to get it. You're never always going to get it in every culture. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the other side to that is the the leadership teams in that situation might not want to feel that they are becoming too friendly with their employees and becoming like because they don't think they'll get the best work out of them. Yeah. Um, but to that, I say is a load of shit, to be honest with you, um, because you can still be human and still talk to someone. You don't have to be close friends with them. Um, I mean, I don't know the life story of anyone here really, you know, to, to the nth degree, but I'd still class the people in, in this work environment as friends and I'd still be able to go to them and talk to them. And I expect the same back from from them to me, I, I would love to be able to talk to people if they need it. Um, and that's just about caring about how people feel. Empathy. Yeah, it's empathy. Yeah. And I'm going to say something that we've already said before, but you've got to give a shit and you can't fake giving a shit. Yeah, you can't. That is one of Lee's biggest things. And there's nothing truer when you, when you talk about this topic, we could talk about a completely different one, mm-hmm. which we have already done. And that same mantra has come up and that, and it's, I don't think you can argue with it. You can tell as well quite quickly, I think, and and you learn that as you get older and and in, more into your career when people don't give a shit and oh, it's, yeah. a, it's either a tick box exercise or they genuinely are quite um, open about not giving a shit. Yeah, and that's where I mean, you know, there's been cultures and people where I just would not, I could not think of anything worse than what's the point in op- opening up to them because it's either going to be thrown back in your face or ignored, and. It's sad to say, because I guess we could say we can count ourselves lucky that we work here and we don't have this, but it's sad to say that I think those cultures still exist. Oh, yeah, they massively do. Um, and it's uh, it's a layoff from previous generations' uh, cultures. Uh, it's not been until our generation and the, the, the uh, movement of the digital world and the industries that are within it, um, the fact that we're having like faster entertainment, streaming services, everything like that, that the mindset of people are now starting to see a big change. Uh, Our ability to be able to collect news from anywhere around the world and create opinions, whether they're different from other people's and what have you, means that on a global scale, we can all talk to each other. We can all be empathetic towards each other. And so in a work environment, when you're there with those people, whether it's five people, whether it's 150 people, whether it's thousands of people, all of those people will be working with you day in, day out. So you're going to see most of them face to face. 
and not being able to give a shit is going to be fucking obvious to those people. So, um, and it's even bigger, especially with, uh, with like the, the pandemic and everything happening. And we saw people working from home, zoom calls and what have you, and the fun that we all had with them. Um, that there was this kind of layer that was portrayed over it of like, oh, we can hide behind our computers now. We we don't have to see face-to-face. And now we're back in the real world. Those facades that we had are being pulled away. So people's mental health is now in even more public display. So I think it's something that is uh is 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 massive in a in a workplace culture um and it only takes one or two people in that culture it doesn't take everybody to be empathetic to everyone because that's never going to happen we're not in a perfect world you know everyone thinks differently characters as well exactly we're humans we're characters there's yeah. there's diversity amongst all of that but you you're absolutely right it can it doesn't have to be monumental to begin with but it can make a difference and making a difference to me is what we said. It's giving a shit, but being genuine about it. Yeah. And it doesn't really have to be much more complicated than that. Unfortunately, the antithesis of that is still in existence out there. And, you know, there's no reason for it not to stop really, because it's not a, it's not a humongous investment that needs to be made up front. It's small understanding really, which Mm. would then compound over time, I think. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, in the in yeah, in the working world, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. The, if if there's no real need to have to do it to change their output of their work, um, the output of the product, whatever they have, the the big bosses at the top aren't going to care. Which is a, a big shame because if you can, I can guarantee you now, if you can make sure that your employees are happy mentally and physically to whatever their degree may be, um, they will put in their best work for you, 110%. You will always get the best out of someone. If you're, if they know, if they have an issue, they can go to someone. And it's that simple. It, it, it's, it does seem like a complicated minefield, this mental health situation, because everybody has different mental health problems that they can deal they have to deal with um everybody does well even on the small scales but it's as simple as just being able to listen to that person and go okay how can we help and what can we what steps can we take and that's it 